Canine Cast number one. It's the Canine Cast with Tara and Walter. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Tara's Dog Cast. We're here talking about dogs all the time because that's pretty much what I do all the time. I have a strange personality quirk. I like to talk about dogs all the time, whether it's appropriate or not. And so I figured that this would be a great place to do it. So that way, if you guys want to listen to me, then you can. And if you don't want to, well, that's the magic of podcasting. You don't have to. But in either case, I have to talk about dogs to my heart's content and everybody wins. So basically, dogs are just this obsession of mine. Com- completely, completely and utter- utterly thinking about them all the time. Uh, it started... I guess when I started, my mom had a dog from from long before she ever brought me home from the hospital, and I grew up with them my whole entire life. Kind of just thought of them as family members. They were there and always fun to play with and always there to hang around. And but just, you know, the same way that I would think of my mom or a sibling or You think of your mom like as a dog? Nice, nice. No, no, no. Family members okay. is what I'm getting at is that the dogs are family members, the same as the human family members. Point being, I went away to college and suddenly discovered what life was like without dogs, because when you live in the dorms, they kind of frown upon you having a dog with you there. And I got to where I missed them so much. And again, just like my family members, I would go home, I'd visit my parents or my siblings, or I would want to visit the dogs. And I don't know if the parents or siblings appreciate me going home to just visit the dogs, but I did anyway. And I know that the dogs appreciated it. So that is, that's what I did. And then about a year before I got out of college, I was all excited because I was going to be able to finally have a dog like I wanted to. And my, my dog actually is sniffing the microphone right now, if you're hearing little, little pitter-patterings of sound. Um, so, about a year before I get out of school, I was all excited and gung-ho about getting a dog, and my mom actually had mentioned to me, well, you could do this by going to a shelter. And thus, I entered the world of sheltering and rescue with dogs, which is awesome. It's abs- absolutely wonderful being able to help dogs who, you know, who need it and who are in need of a home, and that's actually how I got my dogs. Um, Toby was the first one, and the one currently licking the microphone now. Um, we got we got him from rescue, uh, like like I said, right after I got out of college. And basi- basically, at the time, I didn't feel that I was confident enough with being able to pick a good dog from a shelter where I didn't know anything about them. So I went, went to a rescue and told them what I was looking for, and they came up with Toby. Basically, I was in an apartment, so I needed a small dog, needed one good with other dogs and with kids, and that he is. He's just the, the greatest, friendliest little guy, although he still has a lot of heart. He'll he'll protect me if he needs to, and uh, Walter, too, and every other member of our family. Cause he apparently is unaware that he only weighs 11 pounds, but that's okay. And then later on, about a year and a half later, we got Kyler, who's our other rescue dog. Uh, what she what she is is always uh, an interesting topic of conversation. People meet her and say, "Oh, what kind of a dog is she?" And I pretty much ask them what they think. She is now getting to lick the microphone, and you guys will get to see pictures of them. We'll that was their interviews. Okay, yeah, they're 
they're qu being quiet dogs right now. That's because nobody's anywhere near the door and there's, I, I guess, no uh, cats running around outside or anything like that. But they're just little cuties. And you'll, like, I, like I was saying before, you'll get to see them. We'll put them up on our website so you'll see the pictures of them. They match, which was completely coincidence. We had no idea what, uh, what Kyler looked like when we got her. And they just both happen to be black and white. And they're cuties, and we love them. I think we should only get black and white dogs from now on. These, uh, they're so wonderful. No, no, no. I, I still want to go with my, with my original theory on getting dogs, which is you get the dog. You don't get the, you know, the looks or, or anything. You don't get a dog to just be pretty. You get a dog because it's got a wonderful personality that matches with what you're looking for and what fits into your family. That's what we did with both of these dogs, and hey, they just both happen to be black and white, and that's that's fine by us. They, the fact that they match is cute, but had actually no deciding factor in getting them, which is funny. So I, that's how I got into the world of shelter and rescue. I actually was volunteering at the SPCA for quite some time, and recently took some time off from there. But I'll be going back pretty soon. That's that's really a fun thing to do. A lot of people think that, you know, the shelter would be difficult for them to go to or that kind of a thing. And at first, before I was used to it, I was afraid of the same thing. But I actually, in going, you find out that it's quite the opposite. There are all these dogs there, and they just love to see you. And in volunteering there, I interacted with them. And they just love to play and have fun. And I would start training them, which they enjoyed that as well. But then the absolute best feeling in the whole entire wide world is when you show a dog to people and they end up taking it home. That's just absolutely wonderful. So by all means, if you are so inclined, do not be intimidated to go volunteer at your local shelter. It's one of the absolute best volunteer jobs that I could ever recommend to anybody. And so that's how I got into that world. Then, because my dear, dear little Toby has an adventurous streak and decided one day that he was going to start streaking out of the front door into the road. This is before Kyler. He was obviously going out to try to find her. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I don't before we had Kyler. I don't know. He was going off exploring one way or another. This is how I got into the world of dog training, which is another part of my absolute obsession. Love, love training the dogs. It's so much fun. But basically, it started as me wanting to keep Toby inside so he didn't get hurt or worse. And so I just started doing a bunch of reading, anything I could get my hands on, websites and books and what have you, anything about dog training to, to try to teach me how to get my dog to come to me when he's gone away and to not run out the door. And I had actually, growing up, I'd always trained dogs to a certain extent. I mean, when we had puppies around, you have to housebreak them and you have to teach them to sit and to stay and to wait while you're getting their food so they don't absolutely just jump into the food bowl before you have a chance to put anything in it. Just different things like that for getting along with a family and general everyday behavior. But this was a little different for me. I, I, I guess luckily hadn't had to deal with a dog that ran out the door before, probably because I was... I was young and my parents trained that out of them before that was something that ever became a problem. So this was a first for me and I read up on it and along with teaching Toby to come when called and along with teaching him to stay when the door opened, I taught him all kinds of other fun things 
and then decided to take it a step further and enroll in a formal obedience class. So I went actually to my local dog training club and watched some classes they had there and thought that it was a great place. It looked like the people there were having fun and the methods that they used were ones that looked like they were fun to me and also were, um, were actually worked. So we went ahead and took a basic obedience class. Now, since we'd been doing so much training anyway, Toby definitely shone in his obedience class. He was the best. He was the star. He uh, was the number one student. Uh, there, there were some other good students, but he, d he did quite well. And so we decided to continue on and went into higher levels of obedience and began with agility, which he absolutely loved and excelled at those as well. Although then we found then we found out that he has a problem with his leg. It was something he was he was born with. One of his knees has a bone that's just permanently dislocated. So agility is not necessarily the best thing for. We don't want to aggravate that condition. Exactly, exactly. So he's not doing that anymore. And I've started I've started working with Kyler, and she's kind kind of in her I would say beginning stages of everything. We haven't competed with her yet, but we're getting there. We're, we're working on it. It's, it's a challenge. Well. It's a challenge with Kyler because she is not into food as much as Toby, so it's hard to find a reward that works every time with her. Right, right. You know, it that gets her attention as well. Right. Different dogs really respond to different things. Um, with some of them, it's just your praise. With some of them, they want to play. With some of them, they want food. It just depends. And to Toby is morbidly obsessed with food. I mean, he'll eat anything you put in front of him. It, it really can be a problem. That's something else to watch out for. But training-wise, it was great because he never got tired of working for little treats. Whereas with Kyler, it has to be, if you're going to use food, special treats. And it took her a little longer to catch on to the game. Um, training's great because basically what you're doing is you're teaching your dog how to interact with you and how to communicate with you because they don't know that. They're not born knowing English or Spanish or any other language for that matter. They just know how to interact with other dogs and, and what you're doing is you're teaching them different words and those different words mean different actions. So it gets to be really like a fun game and my dog's favorite game is obedience where I tell them to do things and they do it for me and everybody's happy and having a good time and really excited. So you can't ever overtrain your dog. Definitely go ahead and train them, teach them tricks, teach them behaviors, anything you want, anything you can think of, because a trained dog is going to be a happy dog, and in using their mind that much and getting that much mental stimulation, it will actually help them to be better behaved, not just in doing what you say when you give them commands, but just in developing things like their own self-control and being a calmer dog that is more able to live comfortably with you and your family. So that's an absolutely wonderful thing. Can't say enough about it. If you're interested in training, go ahead and read. You'll find no matter what different methods you see, there is almost always a nugget of information in there that's just golden that you can use. I do advise you don't do anything with your dogs that you're uncomfortable with and there may be some methods that will introduce some uncomfortable things. I would say if you're not comfortable with it, don't do it with your dog, but chances are there's other information in there that's going to be very helpful. And then if you enjoy that, go ahead and do some formal classes. Those are great. In a lot of ways they're better than reading because you have somebody to actually show you 
what you're doing and give you immediate feedback to let you know whether you want to continue doing as you are or change it up a little bit or give you other ideas if what you're doing just isn't working. You'll want to find people who are flexible, who know about different methods because each person and each dog is different. As we said before, dogs respond to different things so far as their rewards for training, but they also sometimes respond to different training styles as well. So definitely look into those. The best thing to do if you'd like to take classes is go to your local dog training club, dog training school, a local well-known trainer, and watch some classes. See what they look like. See how the people in the classes are doing, whether they appear to be having fun. See if it's something that seems like it would be fun for you and your dog. And if so, then sign up, go for it, and just have a blast. The dog training bug can bite you pretty easily, and it's a, it's a great thing. There's, you know, and there's also another alternative for those people out at sea with their dog right now, downloading the podcast over the satellite or something cool like that. Um, you know, there's DVDs out now. That for the first time, I never really saw those before. Um, they may be helpful. They actually, you know, show people demonstrating the, the thing, you know, the tricks, and like you mentioned, books before too. So, mm-hmm. you know, at the very least, there is other visual learning ways. But you think that the classes are clearly the the best way if you can do that. Well, absolutely, because the even though the DVDs are great in that they can show you actually so you can see what they're tr- describing for you to do, the one thing that they are missing is they're not going to be able to give you the feedback. You can see somebody do something and you can try to copy it, but it's a trainer who will be able to say, okay, we'll try it this way, or did you realize that you were doing this thing? So that's where the trainers really have the advantage. And what you're going to look for is a trainer where basically their job should be to train you, to train your dog. They don't, they don't necessarily train your dog for you, although there are some trainers that do. But if you are interested in working with your dog yourself, you're going to want to find somebody who will show you and help you in how to do it. And even people who train their dogs for years and are trainers themselves can still benefit from another person who's an experienced trainer who can look at them and give them that feedback and say, did you realize that when you said this, you made this hand movement or something along those lines? Absolutely. It's it's a great example because Tara um, has taught a couple training classes and I I just stand there in awe because she has some people in her class are these, you know, know, multi-time champions taking Tara's class you know, and you know that these people know what they're doing and have taken a thousand puppy classes, you know, before with their puppies or whatever it is, and they clearly these people know are champions for a reason. I mean, they recognize that this is a valid, you know, a good thing to have other people give this feedback. Is that right, Tara? I mean, absolutely, absolutely. There, there's well, there's a few things with that. Number one, your training class is not actually where you're going to be doing your training. The point of the class is for you to go there, and the instructor helps teach you how to train your dog. They facilitate you training your dog and give you that feedback. Then what happens is you go home and where your dog is going to be trained is actually at home when you work on that. And if you work five or ten minutes two or three times a day, it's it's really not very much time at all, you would see an, an amazing change in your dog and how quickly they can pick these things up. So you do that at home, and then when you go back to class, you get that feedback, and you get to 
get put your dog in with all of these other distractions which are the other dogs there and people there and all kinds of other things going on so it gets a chance to really test out how well your dog learned it and show you your weaknesses so that you can go home and work on it some more so yes the people who to take those classes even though they've trained dogs for years and years and years and years that's what they're looking for is they get that bit of feedback and they also get to have their dogs amidst those distractions and the class that I actually teach is a puppy class so with those particular people they're also looking to socialize their puppies um, let their puppies get used to other people and other animals and other things that they wouldn't necessarily see otherwise and if you have a puppy it doesn't matter how long you've been training that socialization is absolutely invaluable you can only do that with your puppy for a short amount of time and puppy a good puppy class is the best way to go and with that actually I'd like to bring up that for this show if you have any questions about anything dealing with dogs training rescue anything please go ahead and either send them in through our website or call them into our voicemail and the address and the number will be available for you at the end of the show but I would love to bring those on to the show I can't learn enough about dogs personally so if the, if you guys can bring up something that I don't know I would love to research it and get back we'd really like to turn this into a community where we can all learn more about our dogs together because they're some of the best furry friends that you can ever have so the more you know about them and the more you can do for your dog to keep them happy and healthy the better so with that I think we're gonna go ahead and sign off but please send in your questions we'd love to go ahead and put some of them on the show and we have lots of material to go ahead and cover but we'll save some of that for another time absolutely yeah but in the meantime thanks for listening have a great time with your dogs and if you haven't already remember spay or neuter your dog it's the best thing that you can do for their life and their health and also for making sure that your life with your dog is the best one that it can be if you have a question for tara or a comment about canine cast please leave us a voice message by calling 206-338-DOGS. That's 206-338-3647. Or post a comment on our website at caninecast.com. That's the letter K, the number 9, cast.com.